0: Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to add a health disclaimer. The information presented in this podcast is not medical advice, and this episode is for informational purposes only. Consult with your child's pediatrician for any medical issues or questions you may have. Hello and welcome to Genius Law Minds, the podcast about childhood mental health from the perspective of a licensed mental health professional. I'm Dr. Madeleine Vieira, a clinical child psychologist specializing in infant mental health and childhood anxiety disorders. I'm also a mother of three girls, ages 7, 5, and 3, so I can personally relate to a lot of the struggles parents go through. Raising healthy children is important, so on each episode of Genius Little Minds, we'll dive into an aspect of childhood mental health. I'm here to shine a light on the tough issues that families like you are facing every day. Things like childhood mood disorders, anxiety, tricky family dynamics, and more. I'll guide you through the various aspects of children's mental health so you not only understand your child better, but also feel empowered as a parent to make decisions and help them seek treatment if it's needed. My mission is to demystify childhood mental health issues so you can connect with your child better and help them lead a healthy, happy life. Throughout the podcast, I'll help you understand the signs, symptoms, and treatments for various childhood psychological disorders, we'll talk about how you can best support your child in both school and at home, and how to find professional help if necessary. Together, we'll navigate tough topics like infant detachment, toddler tantrums, signs of anxiety, ADHD, and childhood depression, intrusive thoughts or obsessive behaviors, and so much more. So whether you're having trouble bonding with your newborn or you have an older child displaying behavioral difficulties, this podcast is for you. I work with infants and children with a wide range of mental health concerns. If you gain one thing from this podcast, it's that you are not alone. Thousands of families struggle with the same things that you do. And the good news is help is available. I believe that with the right information, you can make empowered decisions for your family. Now that you have a toddler, some of the rules for safe sleep have changed. Your baby is no longer, well, a baby, and luckily no longer at risk for SIDS. But he's more agile and active, so let's discuss how to create a safe sleeping space as your little one grows. Double-check that your toddler's crib isn't near anything he or she can pull on, like blinds, cords, or hanging mobiles. Ensure that objects like plants, books, or picture frames aren't nearby for a curious toddler to push or pull into his crib or on the floor. And don't keep anything in the crib that could help your toddler climb out. As you already know, toddlers love to explore. He'll be tempted to stand on stuffed animals, crib bumpers, or pillows to help him climb out of his crib. Let's save the big adventures for when mom or dad are around to supervise. You can also place his crib mattress on the lowest setting to try to keep him from going on unsanctioned nighttime strolls. If you find that your toddler still climbs out of his crib, even when you take all the precautions, may be time to move him to a toddler bed. About one third of toddlers move to a toddler bed when they're between the ages of 18 months and 24 months. Another third will transition between the ages of two and two and a half. But many sleep experts recommend that you wait until your child is three years old or close to it before transitioning to a toddler bed. Why might that be? One study found that toddlers in Western countries who slept in a crib were much more likely to have earlier bedtimes and take less time to fall asleep than toddlers who slept in a bed. The researchers also found that the toddlers who slept in a crib woke up fewer times in the night and stayed asleep for longer stretches of time. When you decide to transition your child from a crib to a bed is a personal choice, but if your toddler isn't attempting to escape his crib, it might be wise to wait as long as you can before transitioning to a bed. Ultimately, the right choice is whatever works well for your family. When my oldest was a toddler, we kept her in a crib until she was two and a half years old. Each child's personality, habits, and quirks are going to be different, and what worked for one child may not work for the next. One thing most families can agree on is the need for a bedtime routine. Routines can be so hard to implement. What with work schedules, family stress, lack of time or space, and other challenges, it can be hard to create a routine for your toddler and stick to it. But routines truly are so important. In fact, studies show that bedtime routines actually improve toddler sleep. And the more consistent the routine is, meaning the more nights per week you implement the routine, whether that includes a bedtime story, teeth brushing, a bath, whatever it is you do to help your child wind down before bed, the better your toddler will sleep. They'll actually sleep longer and have more quality sleep as well. So if that's not a reason to implement a bedtime routine, I don't know what is. Need some ideas for what to include in your bedtime routine? Let's get into it. Children often struggle with time management. Who am I kidding? Even adults struggle with this. So having a picture chart of your child's bedtime routine taped up somewhere where they can see it might be helpful. The chart can include things like take a bath and brush your teeth and put on your pajamas. After you give them a bath, ask them if they remember what's next in their routine. If they don't, remind them to reference the routine chart. You can try letting your toddler pick their own pajamas too. Giving them the choice might make them happy, and it also gives them the opportunity to practice autonomy. Most kids like to be read a story or sung a lullaby before bed. Allow your toddler to pick the book, but you pick how many you're going to read from or how many songs you're going to sing. Some children will put up a fight at bedtime. This is quite common amongst toddlers. Children who fuss may need an even more intentional bedtime routine because of their reluctance to go to sleep. I know some moms who let their children have quiet playtime before bed because they got so tired of putting their child to bed, only to have them continue to call for them or get out of bed to ask for something. Playtime before bed may sound counterintuitive, doesn't that mean they'll just get more riled up before bed? But if you dim the lights and allow your child to play quietly with their toys in their room, you might just find they wind down faster because they're not being forced to go to bed as soon as they enter their space. Some of your child's reluctance to go to sleep may be because they're afraid to sleep alone or because they're just wanting more time to connect with you. Oftentimes, toddlers don't like to sleep because they think they're missing out on all the fun. If your child is nervous about sleeping alone and wants more time with you, try tucking them in and letting them know you'll check on them in a couple of minutes. Offer them the choice of how many minutes they want to wait. Do you want mommy or daddy to come back in two minutes or five minutes? By doing this, you build trust, and over time, your goal is to increase the number of minutes until you return. When you do a check-in, it's brief, no more than one to two minutes, and your goal is to remain calm and quiet. You don't want to reward the calls out to you with too much attention. These kind of check-ins are reassuring but firm. You're keeping a boundary, your toddler has to stay in bed, but you're also being tender and showing them you're confident they can handle sleeping alone. Resist the urge to let your toddler into your bed. Be kind, but firm, and keep the boundary. Eventually, your child will learn that they are capable of sleeping alone. You'll be able to do brief check-ins from the door, and eventually, you won't have to do check-ins at all. How long your bedtime routine takes will vary from family to family. You may decide on half an hour, 45 minutes or a full hour for your toddler's bedtime routine. And it will likely change depending on how old your toddler is. When my girls were two, they typically needed about 45 minutes for their routine. And as they got a little older and became more independent, they got faster at getting ready for bed, so we could cut it down to about 30 minutes. It may sound cliche, but try to savor the moments with your little ones as much as you can, because one day there'll be teenagers who sleep until noon and don't enjoy being tucked in at all. These moments with your toddler are challenging, but also precious. Here are some other things you can try if you have a fussy or reluctant sleeper. Try dimming the lights about 30 minutes before bedtime, even if you're hanging out in the family room together. Make their bedroom cool, dark, and quiet. And offer a comforting stuffed animal or blanket for them to sleep with. Some parents find that breathing exercises can be helpful to relax their child before bedtime. Others use aromatherapy or calming music. I know one mom who gives her daughter a short hand massage to help her fall asleep. When I was a kid, my mom or dad used to lightly trace around my closed eyes with their pointer finger to help me relax and fall asleep. This is such a soothing memory. I still remember to this day and I found it so comforting in my childhood. If you're struggling now, please know the struggle can't last forever. I'm confident that you'll create a routine that works for your family. Your toddler's daytime schedule, as I'm sure you know, also affects their ability to sleep at night. Children between the ages of 2 and 4 typically need about 10 to 14 hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. This includes at least one nap during the day. You want to find the sweet spot for your child's nap, not too early in the day, but also not too late. Sticking to the same schedule every day is a very American concept, Most American parents have probably heard that keeping a consistent wake-up time, nap time, and bedtime is crucial to avoid common toddler sleep issues. The same is true for the Dutch. But many other European and Asian families put their toddlers to bed later than American families. Research shows that parents in Spain and other countries in Southern Europe don't put their children to bed until 10 p.m. This is partially because they eat dinner much later than Americans, And also because culturally, Spaniards don't believe in the concept of removing their children from family life to be put to bed in a dark room alone. One study found that in Hong Kong, children are put to bed at 10.30pm on average. In Greece, Italy, Spain, Bali and parts of the Yucatan, it's quite normal for children to accompany their parents to late dinners and post-meal hangouts. They just fall asleep in various relatives' laps or get passed amongst neighbors, friends, and caretakers throughout the evening. As you can see, a toddler's environment can have a lot to do with their bedtime routine. In places where there's a drought, for example, parents may not have the luxury of bathing their toddler every night before bed. So there are many things that impact what and how you get your toddler ready for bed. Regardless of your culture, you probably believe in afternoon naps for your little one. One study found that 91% of 2-year-olds nap. So how long is a long enough nap? And when should your toddler stop napping? A toddler typically needs one nap per day. You may have noticed that when your toddler doesn't get a nap, she becomes cranky, overtired, frustrated, throws more tantrums, eats less, and doesn't sleep as well at night. Toddlers will typically nap for between two and three hours, switching from two naps a day to one by the time they're two years old. It may take some trial and error to find the right amount of nap time your toddler needs. And you may find that your two-year-old really doesn't want to nap. Instead, she protests, sometimes very loudly. Think of this as a regression, not a permanent issue. Just because she's putting up a fight at nap time doesn't mean you should get rid of naps altogether just yet. Typically, a child won't need to stop napping until they're about 4 or 5. So 60% of 4-year-olds still take naps and 30% of 5-year-olds, compared to only 10% of 6-year-olds who take naps. If your young toddler is refusing naps, it may be because she's overtired rather than no longer needing her afternoon snooze. Or she may just not want to miss out on the fun. But it's best to stick to the nap schedule despite her protests. Sleep regression is common among children and can happen at 12, 15, and 18 months. It's also common when your child is 2 and 3 years old. Usually, sleep regression only lasts a few weeks. It's essentially a disruption in your child's regular sleep schedule, so they're waking up in the night, rising super early in the morning, or refusing naps. It's unpleasant for parents because it means you're dealing with an unusually fussy or cranky toddler. And it also will probably disrupt your sleep schedule as well. Sometimes separation anxiety can cause sleep progression. Toddlers go through this just like babies do. So you may find your toddler becomes more clingy or cries for you more often at bedtime because they don't want to be away from you. Nightmares, potty training, teeth coming in, and other changes that happen during toddlerhood can all play a role in your toddler's sleep regression. The faster you can identify the sleep regression, the faster you can address it. If your toddler is afraid of the dark, for example, can a nightlight comfort him or a light on in the hall? A toddler who is switching from a crib to a bed may go through a longer sleep regression because it's a big transition. Make sure to limit screen time and TV before bed as well so you're not overstimulating your toddler's brain before bed. As always, now is the portion of the podcast where I take caller questions. On every episode, we hear from parents from all over the world in the hopes that we'll help you get some clarity on how to support your child.
1: Hi, Dr. Vieira. Thank you for taking my question. My name is Caleb and I'm calling from Vancouver. I'm a dad of two kids, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. My two-year-old has been sleeping horribly at night. He tosses and turns and wakes up around 5.30 or 6 every morning. He takes two-hour naps in the afternoon, but I'm wondering if maybe I'm letting him sleep too long, and maybe that's why he can't sleep soundly through the night. Is there an ideal toddler nap length? Do you think I should wake him up at, I don't know, the 90-minute mark and see if that helps?
0: Hi, Caleb. Thanks for calling in with your question. Navigating nap schedules can be tricky because every child is so unique. There are some good guidelines, however, that you can follow to guide your decision with this issue. Medical organizations recommend that toddlers get between 11 and 14 hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. How these hours are distributed will vary from child to child. For example, some children will sleep 1 hour during the day and 12 hours at night. Another child might take a 2-hour daytime nap and sleep 10 hours at night. Most experts recommend that a toddler this age doesn't sleep longer than 2 hours during the day. Your toddler fits this recommendation, but his schedule still may need to be adjusted. You could try waking him up earlier from his nap to lessen his daytime sleep, or you could try pushing back his bedtime a little bit to see if the problem is that he doesn't need as much nighttime sleep. However, an overtired toddler is not what you want, so you should make these changes gradually. Only adjust his schedule by 15 to 30 minutes and then wait 1 to 2 weeks to see if it makes a difference. The issue could also be something unrelated to the amount of sleep he's getting. You could try darkening his bedroom windows if you think that the morning sun is waking him. If you think he may be waking because he's hungry early in the morning, try adding in a nutritious bedtime snack to his nightly routine. Unfortunately, there's no magic answer since every child is unique. Trial and error will be necessary to find what works for your son. But don't worry, you'll get there. Hello, I'm Imelda from Hong Kong, and and I'm calling about my 3-year-old son who will not sleep through the night. Uh, so, he calls for me every 5 minutes. He cries, wails, basically, until I go in and calm him down. He cries, I go in, he calms down. I leave, then he cries for something else. And... And it just goes on like this for what seems like hours. I am so desperate for sleep. I don't know what to do. <sighs> he used to be such a good sleeper. This happened just a few months ago and I needed to stop. <sighs> what what can I do to help him sleep at night? I've adjusted his nap and bed times, but, but I don't know what else to try. Hello, Imelda. Thanks for sharing. The sleep deprivation that it sounds like you're experiencing can be physically and mentally exhausting. I'm happy to give you some tips. Since this issue popped up suddenly, it is possible that your son is experiencing the three-year sleep regression. This regression is similar to the many others that you may have experienced when he was a baby. Sleep regressions happen because of developmental leaps that your child is making and last anywhere from a few days to a few weeks. Because sleep regressions are developmental, there's little that you can do besides stick to a routine and wait it out. It may be helpful, though, to evaluate his sleep schedule to make sure that he's not getting too much sleep during the day and has an appropriate bedtime. A child needs to have enough sleep pressure to fall asleep easily. Daytime naps and early bedtimes can prevent this. You can also make sure that your son feels comfortable and safe in his sleep space. During the day, talk to your child about his fears. Naming them and talking about them can take away a lot of their scary power. Also, spend time during the day playing in his room and even on his bed so that he has positive associations with that space. Sleep is crucial for you and your child's health. If this issue hangs around for longer than, let's say, two, three months, it may be time to seek help from your pediatrician or a mental health provider.
1: Hello, Dr. Viera. This is Alexi, and I'm from Beirut, Lebanon. My two and a half year old spends most of her nap time singing, laughing, or talking to herself, uh, instead of sleeping. Is this normal? She... she used to sleep a solid two hours at nap time, but lately she's barely been dozing off. Um... Does this mean she's ready to transition away from naps?
0: Hello, Lexi. Thanks for calling in with your question. At two and a half years old, it may seem like your daughter is a little bit too young to drop her nap altogether. It is more typical to stop taking an afternoon nap around three to five years old, but it's not unheard of to drop it in the second year. If your daughter is getting enough hours of sleep at night and isn't showing signs of tiredness during the day, she may be ready to stop her nap. It would still be good, however, to encourage rest time in the afternoon. This quiet time can help kids reset and relax every day. It will also give her a chance to take a nap if she didn't sleep well the night before or played particularly hard that morning. It is possible that this is just a phase and she will start napping again after a few weeks. In this case, sticking to your routine of rest time will make that an easy transition.
1: Uh, hi, this is Felicia, and I live in Tokyo with my husband. I'm calling because our two-year-old has been screaming in the night, sounding ex- extremely upset. She shouts random words like cake, may, which is what she calls her grandmother, or mama. She sounds so upset, but she's usually not awake. Or, if she is... She's very sleepy and rolls over and goes back to sleep. If she's not awake, should I go in to comfort her? I was thinking she, I was thinking she's maybe having nightmares or night terrors. Uh, sometimes she does call for myself or my husband. and when she does it repeatedly we know she's awake and we go to com- and we go to comfort her. Uh, I just don't know what to do, and it's sort of freaking me out because she sounds so scared. Uh, Thank you.
0: Hi, Felicia. Nightmares and night terrors can be really scary. Knowing what to expect and how to handle them can help you feel more confident and your child be more comfortable. If your daughter doesn't acknowledge you when you go into her room or seems like she's still asleep through the episode, you are likely dealing with night terrors. It's important to make sure that your daughter's sleep space is safe. If she's thrashing or sleepwalking, make sure that there's no way that she can injure herself. You can also try lessening screen time throughout the day and eliminating it entirely before bed. Ensure that she has a calming bedtime routine and stick to a strict sleep schedule. Being overtired is a common cause of night terrors. Some experts suggest breaking up a child's sleep schedule to prevent night terrors. For example, if your daughter consistently has a night terror one hour after she falls asleep, you could wake her around the 15-minute mark. You might encourage her to go to the bathroom or take a drink of water and then go back to sleep. For some children, breaking up the sleep cycle like this will prevent the night terror. However, some children struggle to go back to sleep or the night terror comes regardless. So this method doesn't always work. I would suggest going in to comfort your daughter whenever she actually wakes up. But if she's not awake and aware that you're in her room, there's probably no benefit. There's also no harm if it's something that you want to do. In most cases, night terrors will eventually go away on their own without any treatment. Night terrors can be caused by more serious disorders as well in some children, and the disorder will need to be treated as the root cause. These disorders could include a seizure disorder, sleep apnea, or mental illness. If you think that one of these issues is causing your daughter's night terrors, you should have her evaluated by her pediatrician or a mental health professional. Getting a toddler to sleep can be tricky, but I have confidence in you. You'll help your toddler master nap and bedtime routines in no time. Remember, every child is different. So what worked for your first child may not work for your second. But with a little trial and error and a whole lot of patience and love, you'll get your toddler on track to sleeping well. Here are three key points to remember about toddler sleep. 1. Toddlers need naps. Your toddler putting up a fight at nap time doesn't necessarily mean she's ready to transition away from them altogether. 2. Many sleep experts recommend that you wait until your child is three years old or close to it before transitioning to a toddler bed. 3. Try to resist the urge to soothe your toddler by letting them into your bed. Instead, practice various sleep training methods like brief, reassuring check-ins to let your toddler know he or she is capable of sleeping alone. I hope you found today's episode on toddler sleep informative and helpful. Stay tuned because next time we'll cover everything you might want to know about potty training your toddler. See you next time and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.